The third part of it is word of mouth. And the word of mouth is the, I guess it's the lost or the forgotten marketing channel. Because every single day of our four-day program, you come out with a wow. And that wow at the end of your day is bigger the next day and bigger the next day and bigger the next day. And, you know, just as an example, on the fourth day, we do something we call caseworking, an exercise that Jose Silva came up with. The real benefit is a acceleration of their connection with their intuition. So your regular individual personal meditation is like walking to work. Online meditation. Right, right. Okay. Online meditation with a group of people is like taking public transit. Okay. To work. Person meditation is like, you know, in-person meditation in a group is like taking an airplane to work, right? Or a helicopter. And then doing caseworking is like doing taking a rocket ship. You know, do caseworking is the rocket ship. All branding is personal. And it's not about who you say you are. It's about who you are and how you say it. I'm Hirsch Repu, copywriter, comedian, and brand voice expert. I've helped hundreds of companies fine tune their messaging. And now I'm sitting down with some of the most ambitious and imaginative founders around who share their seven figure stories and their next figure goals. Let's hit the brand voice runway. Taking the brand voice runway with us today is Stephen Dobos of Silva Method Academy, Canada. And the Silva Method created by Jose Silva is something that we will get into in greater detail as we speak. But we're talking about dynamic meditation and visualization. We're talking about a very interesting approach to business and life and how your work can influence your life and the lives of many others. You know, on this show, we talk a lot about, we say seven figure stories, next figure brand, next figure brand voice, eight figure brand voice. We talk a lot about this stuff. And it's very interesting because in my pre-conversation with Stephen, he pointed out that to him and to the people that he works with, the figure that matters is how many people do we touch? How many millions of people do we touch? And how many people does each person touch? Can we get to a billion people? Can we influence the lives of a billion people? And I think that's an incredible place to start. So without further ado, please welcome Stephen Dobos to the Brand Voice Runway. <laughs> Thank you very much, Rich. It's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, that was a great introduction, actually. So nicely and well concisely uh, put together. So thank you for doing that. We're here to share and uh, to really create a lasting impact. We want to transform basically the way the world is, the way human beings are interacting and connecting with each other. And the vehicle that we're using for that is Jose Silva's program, the Silva Method, which is designed scientifically. So this is not a, this is a scientifically proven, tested, lasting structured, result-oriented, practical program, which is designed to give people the skills so that they have a consistent and reliable access to their intuition at will. And when what intuition is, is it's that whisper of source energy. It's that whisper of the highest intelligence. It's, it's like the Google turn-by-turn -turn directions 
but coming from the universe. And if your life is in a space where you just pick up on a message, on an inspiration, and you follow that inspiration, and then you get this outcome, which is better than what you imagined, then it reinforces that trust and that intuition. And if you do this consistently, it becomes a reliable part of you. And you notice that, oh my God, my life is so much easier. All I have to do is just quiet myself for a few minutes, close my eyes, relax, you know, put my intention out, clear my mind and wait for the answer. Wait for that inspiration. The inspiration might come in a moment. It might come in a half an hour. It might come as I'm doing something. And then I just follow it. And if I follow that, it's literally like having Google say, turn right, turn left in 200 meters, you know, take the next exit, you know, get in the right lane and so forth. It makes life that easy. And I think it's that's so the interesting. Challenge we have is that, sorry, just uh, the biggest challenge we have as human beings is that we have made life so complicated that we forgot that actually, if we tune into the natural innate powers that we have, because it's we all have intuition, it exists. It's not like something new you have to learn, but we have to quiet ourselves and we have to practice techniques that help us hear that whisper of intuition and develop a consistent access to it so that we trust it and we don't use the left brain to woo-woo it or to wash it away or to quiet it down because our left brain is constantly trying to live inside the physical world that we exist in and the right brain is trying to live in the world of connection and energy and it's those two brains and together that we want to use whole brain thinking we want to use whole brain connection in order to live our lives because that is the easy that is the way to abundance that is the way to fulfillment satisfaction in our everyday and that is the way that brings ease into every minute and this is a really important connection to make because we complicate things so much. I love the navigation analogy. We complicate things so much. I literally in as a driver second guess myself all the time. Second guess my intuition and I and it took me a while to realize that I was doing the same thing in my life in business. We just takes on different forms. All of that second guessing. But, w- but why do you think it is that we move and we're going to We are not going to lose sight of the business aspect of the conversation because it's so important to the listeners and so important to us in our lives to get the things we want out of life. But why is it, do you think, that so many of us block our own intuition? Well, that's how we've been trained, right? So the, you know, we can say trained, trained by parents, trained by school, trained by work. We can say the you can use the word socialized. Because there, especially in the Western world, right, in in Europe and North America, there has been this move away from the farm, right? We've moved away from living in a small farm and moved to the cities where things are more structured. And in that structure, right, there are certain things which require a lot of rules that you want to follow. You got to follow the red light. Red light means stop, right? Um, Yellow light means, you know, slow down. (laughs) And green light means now you can go. And that makes sense because these are rules that are required for living in close proximity with many people and to make sure that, you know, we have water, we have electricity, we have all the necessary fundamentals of life. However, 
it's also a way to, it's also removed our experience of our emotions. And intuition is closer to an emotion than it is to a statistic. And because we focused on the statistics, on the numbers, the emotion we, we disregard. Whereas the emotion is just a, it's a navigation. It's a indication of, am I going in the right direction or the wrong direction? And not the right direction or wrong direction for my mother or my father or my partner, the right direction or wrong direction for me personally as a human being. Is this aligned with my calling, my purpose, my vision of what difference I can make in the world? Because every single one of us, you included, you're here to make a difference in the world. You're not just doing podcasts, right, for money purposes. You're doing podcasts because you're finding that there's a value that people are getting out of what you're doing, right? And that is where we are, is that we have put our attention towards the stats, the numbers, the next gen, next quarter's sales figures. But if we really look at the people who are making a huge difference in the world, and let's look at Elon Musk, because, you know, he's the guy that's in the news. But if you look at Elon Musk, right, like this guy has put so much money into these crazy ideas, like <laughs> a rocket ship company. Seriously? Like, dude. And what happens? He went and he focused on providing a true vision and fulfilling on that vision. And as you fulfill towards that vision, all the other things start to fall into place. And if you're, you know, and what I say in the course, I say, you've got to have, you know, a big ass audacious goal. You, if you don't have a big ass audacious goal, right, you're going to lose sight of what it is. And it doesn't matter if you don't achieve it. It doesn't matter if I don't reach a billion people. What if I, meet, I reach a million? Dude, if I reach a million people, they each touch, you know, a thousand people in their lifetime. So they've reached a billion people. So if I only reach 100,000 people, each one of those people has an impact on somebody else. So it doesn't matter. If I'm providing value, people will be part of that. They want to be part of a bigger picture. They want to be part of something that works. They want to be part of a structure. They want to focus on helping, supporting, uh, sharing, guiding other people. That's what we want as human beings. We want to make a difference. We want to make an impact on other people as well as ourselves. And the Silva Method is a program which yeah. teaches us to do that in a scientific structured way. And one of the biggest feedbacks that we have from people who have taken the courses in different ways or taken other courses and say, oh, thank God, this course puts all the pieces together. It really structures all that, all those things that I've taken, the other courses that I've taken. And that's what Jose Silva did. He spent all his money, all the income that he had on learning, on researching and testing the material over the course of, you know, 20, 23 years, and then started teaching it because people say, hey, this is really good. I want to use it. Can you teach me? Can you help me with it? And that's how it expanded. And now we're, you know, we're close to like a million people that have taken the program throughout the world uh, because there are over 500 instructors around the world. It's again, it's there to bring us back to it's not just the numbers that count, right? There is a real world. And yes, we need to make money and we need yeah. to do great business practices and we need to follow the, the steps that take it. We have to file our tax return and we have to pay the bills. We got to do that stuff. Like, let's not pretend. Of course we do. Um, but at the same time, if that's all we do, we miss the other side, which is the real value for people. 
And I think that's what I would do is, you know, uh, is turning the upside down, you know, going to what Elon Musk says, what is my mission in this world? And in that mission, what do I want to fulfill on? And as I fulfill on that, what do I need to put in place so that that can be spread and it can be used and made a part of people's lives so that it's easy and convenient for them, right? I, you know, if we can make this, right? You know what I'm getting at is, is that it's, if we do that well, then people will join and people will come. And the six, not what is it, seven figure, eight figure, 10 figure, I don't know what it's going to be, but it comes. And we see that in leaps and bounds. It's, you know, it's a fantastic how we see the result even in the last two years. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Stephen, how long you've been doing teaching the Silva method, how long you've been at this endeavor. And then I want to go back to reaching people and talk a little bit about live events now that we're back. So I've been teaching the course in Canada since 2014. Okay. So that would make us eight years now, right? Okay. But I've been a part of that and involved in it for over 15 years. And what really made a shift for me was that in 2020, I think it was, or yeah, 2020, I made us, I said, what am I doing? I'm screwing around. You know, I want to make a real impact. It's time to step up. Okay. It's time to look at the big picture. What is the big picture? And that's when through conversations with people who have taken the course, you know, the feedback that we're getting is we need to spread this everywhere. And that's when I said, you know what? We got to invest. We have to invest in this dramatically, right? It's a business. It's not a hobby anymore. It's a business. So, but it's a business for helping other people. It's a business for supporting that power. And in order to reach a lot of people, you have to invest in it, right? You have to invest in it financially. And that's where the the real shift started taking place, you know, and then that investment started, you know, hiring uh, assistants and they were working through different aspects of it and, you know, upgrading websites and doing landing pages and uh, click funnels and so forth. And we kept, you know, working through those. I went through three assistants until I found Evelyn, who's my the current assistant, who's a rock star <laughs> and is, you know, she's able to manage everything. And, you know, we get clear if she doesn't know something or she can't figure it out, we find somebody, right? It's to really provide the resources and have everybody who's working in the program to do their best at what they're really good at. Because we don't, you know, that's what we're here for. Is we, that's what resources are about. And that's how we want to build a business, right? Elon Musk didn't build his rocket ship business by, you know, talking to kids in first year university, right? He talked to people who had real skill and desire and experience in that process. So that's one of the, the, the main shifts that took place. And then, and then in the last year, you know, you're, and then we'll come to the live events. But in the last year, you know, Evelyn said, you know what, Evelyn, we have to upgrade this because online events are good. You know, people, there's a lot of practicality in it. They're convenient. They're supportive. But online events really provide a level of, of, of change. So personal and, and spiritual shifts are taking place in the online events. However, the real value of the Silva method is that you take it in person because there is a fundamental transformation that takes place in the experience of each and every participant. And it's the the practice of meditation in a group, in a live session, 
and we do everything live. We do not record things and then send you a webinar. Even the introductions are live because when everything has meditation in it, we start the class with meditation. We end the class with meditation. Why? Because it's the first step. You got to calm right. the mind. You have to calm yourself in order to get rid of all the static that we have, all the Instagrams and the news bulletins and all that. We just got to get it out before we can start to connect with our intuition. And, and that's really a shift that has taken place. And as we, because this is what Jose Silva said, because, you know, it's, it's a live program. It's a live and an in-person program is even more powerful. So what we say is that if you take the course online with us, it's live. There's a live instructor there. And that live instructor is tuning into the group. Every single group that comes on, whether it's in-person or whether it's online, there's a connection between them. The topics, the themes that are challenging them, are there. It's all the same. Like, And we do a pre-course questionnaire each time. And in that questionnaire, we ask, hey, what's going on? What is it that you're, you're challenged with? Right. And it's fantastic. I could bring you back, you know, I'll show you the questionnaire for the last 10 years, showing you that each group has the same bars. We have like 27 different topics. And the areas that they are concerned about are identical in the different groups. Each group has a the similar topics. Well, that's interesting because you mentioned at one point that you have different age groups. You got to communicate with them on different platforms. You got younger people are on, you know, various social media platforms, older people, 40 plus, let's say 40 plus will respond to email. And I don't know the numbers exactly, but I do know that you know, younger people are not using email. I mean, that's that as a parent, you know, that's something that I'm aware of. And all my kids use different platforms so that I couldn't even communicate with my kids on one single platform. I just forwarded a before our interview an email reminder that I got from my daughter's orthodontist about her her next appointment. And I was like, okay, I forwarded it to her on email, but I know that I'm gonna have to text you know, in order for that to really sink in. So how are you reaching people? What are you using to get your voice across? We like to talk about brand mm. voice and yes. energy and how do you, especially when you're trading in energy, you know, how do you get your message out to the various segments? So what we do is, I mean, I guess there's three aspects to it, right? The first part is, we're primarily Facebook at this time. Okay. Why? Because as you said, the demographic okay. for us has been that kind of 35, you know, 40 plus. But that demographic is also connected with a, a different demographic as well. Right. So, you know, it, it is going through Facebook. And that's our primary uh, direction. Our primary focus is live introductions is, hey, come and see what it's all about. And the other way we do that is we do YouTube. So YouTube is the primary platform because it touches all ages, because the algorithms are constantly changing and adapting to what people are interested in and focusing on the topics that are interesting to younger people as well. And we're finding that there is more and more connection through the YouTube channel and that YouTube is supporting broadening that demographic. And the third part of it is word of mouth. And the word of mouth is the, I guess it's the lost or the forgotten marketing channel. And because every single day of our four-day program, you come out with a wow. 
And that wow at the end of your day is bigger the next day and bigger the next day and bigger the next day. And, you know, just as an example, on the fourth day, we do something we call caseworking. And caseworking was an exercise that Jose Silva came up with primarily for kind of healing people because he was big into healing. But the real benefit of caseworking for the individual, right, for the one practicing the caseworking is a acceleration of their connection with their intuition. So it's like walking, your regular individual personal meditation is like walking to work. All right. Online meditation. Right. right. Okay. Online meditation with a group of people is like taking public transit. Okay. To work. In-person meditation in a group is like taking an airplane to work, right? Or a helicopter. And then doing caseworking is like doing taking a rocket ship. You know, do caseworking is the rocket ship process. And you have to do that live with another person because the, a, a, an important part of it is that once you do this caseworking, then you get feedback from your partner saying, okay, you were accurate in this area and these areas, well, you know, I'm not sure about, or these areas were inaccurate. And then you create what we call these subjective points of reference, right? We start to create this dictionary or this encyclopedia of reference points for our inner mind, right? For our inner consciousness, for our subjective mind. Because we've created a whole bunch of reference points for the external world, right? We know all about the stats, right? We know about the click rate and we know about, you know, the <clears throat> the open rates and the engagement rates. And we know all these different things in the real world, right? We know what the red light and the green light and the amber light mean, but we've missed out on what those <laughs> subjective points are. What are those inner points of reference that we have? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, Stephen, because I think of everything and that, and this is how much of it is not, is like just who I am and how much of it is something that I just found joy in over the last couple of decades is I see everything through this brand prism, right? Like I look at things that way and it just helps me organize, you know, my thoughts about what I'm dealing with. So if people can kind of have these mind reference points, if the idea of mind reference points can actually help organize the way people find out about you, the way people relate to what you do and the way people are activated to actually get, jump in live, you know, whether it's online live or ultimately in person and do the case working, then the, the triggers, if you will, are all uh, synchronized are all serving the same purpose, right? Because I liked what you said about the fact that we have figured out how to look at data points for our success, but have we figured out the data points in our mind, the reference points in our mind? And that's great because we've been educated on how to use reference points. We just haven't been able to access them in our own mind and our own intuition. Brand is a, it's an amazing thing. And actually one of the main challenges I had with working with marketers is that marketers forgot, they didn't use the mind reference points. They all, they were trying to focus all their energy on the data reference points and they didn't get the brand. They didn't get the the benefit. And in fact, you know, we're just having this conversation with Evelyn this morning and I'm, and she's saying, you know, she was working for me for a year. She hadn't taken the course. And then she came with her 
I guess, one month old baby to the course. Okay. So she sat through four days. So 40 hours of course program with a one month old baby, obviously taking breaks when necessary, but sat through meditations in that course. We'll do about somewhere around eight to about 10 hours, about a quarter of the time is meditation. Okay. So you're in about 10 hours of meditation in a 40 hour course. And each meditation is deeper. And in the course, you have about 25 to 30% of the participants are people who've taken the course before. So the people who've taken the course before, we call them graduates. These graduates get a discount. So they come for 15% of the regular price, roughly. Why do we do that? Well, because, you know, you're on a team playing, you know, you're on a soccer team. You don't have everybody at the same level right? You have some rookies on the soccer team and you've got people who've been there for 10 years and the people who've been there for 10 years, they really get what's going on and they can direct and they can guide you to make the whole team way better. And that's the same with live meditation. When you're in this meditation group with people at different levels, the people who've been practicing meditation regularly bring the whole group to a higher level much more quickly. So you basically get a turbo boost in your meditation by being in a live course with, you know, a hundred other people, right? And the goal is to, the more and the larger those groups are, right? The deeper that connection is. When I took the course the first time, it was 850 people in the room with me. We're all meditating, you know, and I've been on conferences with, you know, 800,000, 2000 people. But when you're dedicated to four days of your time, there's a huge difference between meditating a quarter of that time with these people versus working what we would call left brain problems or data analytic points, right? When you're focusing on developing the right side of your brain, right? And you're more right brain because I see you're left-handed, right? So your left hand is controlled by your right brain. So those are, that's more creative. <laughs> there is, that's, it's right. A, right? you know that. So you have more of that perspective. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at the bigger picture, whereas the left brain is looking at just at this data point right? Just at the data point. So you're saying, how do I put this in context? Oh, brand. Okay. Brand is that context. Now your right brain is getting more access. Okay. Then the left brain can start to organize inside of that brand context. Oh, okay. I get it now. So you're naturally doing that process because, you know, using your left hand requires the right brain to be more active. So that constant right, left brain communication is more active than all of us right-handed people who, you know, some of us were, you know, probably left-handed, but we're told that you must write with your right hand. I know that's true, you know, for my parents' generation. There was no left hand allowed, right? It's right hand only. Right. So we've socialized the world to shut it off. Okay. That's what's been going on, right? You know, we look at the 60s, the 50s and the 60s, the, the big, you know, IBM, the, the corporation where your blue suit and the white shirt and, you know, and the women were in a separate room and they were, they typed, you know, like, like, let's get clear. Let's get real. 60 years ago, women didn't have the right to vote. It wasn't that long ago that women had the right to vote. So I'll tell you now, like Europe, was at least 10 years ahead than North America was in terms of women's right to vote. Eastern Europe was ahead of Western Europe in terms of right to vote. Under socialism in in, uh, Eastern Europe, women had the right to vote. True, there was no choice. You didn't vote for anything of (laughs) of value. There was only one party. But but that, that right was 
was allowed, but just want to be you know realistic. We want to look at what actually has been going on. And what's been going on is that women have been coming into the workforce. Women are typically right brain. They are emotional. They are full of the right brain energy. They are intuitive, but we've taught them as men in a patriarchal society, turn it off. And if you want to be successful in the business world, you've got to have a left brain activity. You have to be logical. You've got to focus on the data points that are out here in front of you. And that's okay. And that's what we have. So we have all these women who who've become very masculine. And these masculine women yeah. are kicking butt. However, there is a desire. There's a inner biological connection for women to be more intuitive. It's just part of them. That's just how they are. And regardless of what their social media says, there is a difference biologically. And if we allow ourselves to balance that, because, you know, yin and yang is a, what's the men, the masculine and the feminine, it's part of every single one of us. So us as men or left brain active people, we need to develop our right brain more. And for those who are more right brain oriented, we need to develop the left brain more because that makes a better balance. It right? Because we have a corpus callosum, which connects the two hemispheres of our brain, right? But it's like a hose, right? So it doesn't connect, it doesn't communicate as quickly as each of the hemispheres actually works. So that corpus callosum is only, is limited to, you know, the diameter of the amount of information it can pass between the two hemispheres. So it's a process of developing that communication. And then both hemispheres create subjective reference points. And those subjective reference points then become clear, right? And then they start running subconsciously. And that's what habits are, right? Habits are those little mini programs that are running those skills that we need subconsciously so that we don't have to stop at every, you know, we don't have to get in the car every time and then read the how do I drive manual before I get in. Because now I've forgotten. That's what our subconscious is doing. That's what habits are doing. It's it's archiving that program and running it in the background. However, there are so many programs that we've learned, right? right? And these programs that we've learned, and we have no idea what it's running. And that's why we get stopped. And that's why we do stupid things. Or that's why we can't get our business to to go from, you know, from a single one person business to the next level is because we were trained for whatever reason that no, work hard. You know, do it yourself or whatever those programs are. Right. And that's one of the things that we do is we say, look, we have a, we do an introduction. We do a very simple exercise in that introduction. The introduction is get clear of your negative thoughts. What are those negative thoughts that keep coming up? Right. And it's, you know, it's typical. It's I'm not worthy. Right. You know, I, I can't hold on to money or I can't make money or don't overextend yourself. Don't expect too much. You know, these are the kind of beliefs that we have, which are holding us back. But if we don't know what those beliefs are, if we don't actually spend some time to know what those beliefs are, how do we change them? Yeah. And I think without our ability to tap into the right flow of positive thinking, we're only accomplishing half of the battle. In other words, if we get rid of the negative thoughts, if we want to replace them with something, we have to replace them with a dynamic, a growing, ever kind of flowing river of thought. And in your method, in the Silva method, this is intuition, that it already exists, that river's already there. We're just not, we're not tapping into it. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, you know, you're, you're in the car and then you press the gas, but you don't touch the steering wheel. You know, it's like, okay, what's going on, right? Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. And what's going to happen? I've really enjoyed this conversation. I want to be you know, mindful of time, yours and the listeners as well, so that we get to where we want to go. And what I would like to do now at the conclusion of a conversation is instead of giving advice, because the whole show, you've been dropping these wonderful pieces of advice and guidance, but also an insight, but also to end with a resolution of some kind for your brand, for your work that you're doing. Is there a brand resolution that you could leave us with as far as what you are resolved to accomplish in the next you know, 12 months? So in the next 12 months, we're in a process. So we want to touch every major city. We want to have access. We want Canada okay, to be to have access to a live instructor in every major city across the country. So this is perfect timing because last night we had the kickoff call with our instructors and the, the upcoming instructors. And we have seven people, seven instructors who are ready to really be there for the Canadian population to help them, teach them, guide them through in every major city. And we have someone who's going to be dedicated to children because the four-day course that we teach for adults is done in two days for kids because they haven't been untrained yet completely. So, and we could do that course in one day as well, you know, but it's typically easier for parents if it's the whole weekend, right? So that's our, we have instructors in every major city across Canada. And that means in Canada, right? It's bilingual. So we have a French instructor, a fantastic instructor. Then, you know, Danielle has been working through and translating stuff. It's been amazing the work that she's doing and she's going to be doing the instructions. And we have across the rest of Canada, we will have different instructors in the different major cities. And one of the things that we also want to focus on as a brand is that, you know, there's this in the personal growth industry, there's this idea of retreat, right? The importance of really getting away from your everyday and being able to connect, reconnect with yourself, with your purpose, with, you know, those bigger desires that you may have in your life or to really upend your business or your relationship, right? And often we need the quiet time to do so. So what we're doing is we're creating a true retreat. One of the, you know, the instructor couple is looking at building a a retreat, which is, you know, dedicated to supporting that growth aspect of personal development and that connection with their intuition. Okay. And another aspect of that is there is a enormous demand in my heart for a unmarketed, not selling, uh, true personal transformation retreat, which is about getting clear about myself and my true purpose and my mission, because that will drive my business 10 times, 100 times faster. And the location that we are choosing for this in Canada right now for is going to be in Quebec City. And the reason we're doing that is in Quebec City in 1639, Prince Philip of France, right? At that time, the the French were, you know, colonizing Canada and they were sending boatloads of people over. But the big issue was that 40% of people died after the first winter because, well, winter 400 years ago in Canada was pretty hard, okay? So he sent three nuns over. And these three nuns, their job was to 
you know, to heal these people, help these people so that they can survive. And in 1639, these three nuns, the Augustine nuns, they created the first hospital in North America. The first hospital in North America was created in 1639 in Quebec City, so in the French part of Canada, okay, off the St. Lawrence River, right on the side. And that hospital, they built it into 12 hospitals around the province. And those buildings that are there are 400 years old. And there were 300 nuns who were doing three things with the people. They fed them 3,000 calories a day. They cooked, they grew all their own produce and, and food. They prepared that food and they fed everybody who came into the hospital for healing. The second thing they did is they provided the medicine. So they had all these herbs. The herb garden was, was used and they provided their own medicines, right? Because in 1639, that was medicine, is herbs, okay? And they used those medicines and provided them. And the third thing that they did is yeah. for every one and a half patients, there was one nun who would sit next to their bed all day and pray. One nun was dedicated to each one and a half people in the in the hospital and prayed for them. So the energy inside of this space is enormous. And, and when people will, will come to that experience, they will say, wow, this is something way beyond what I've ever experienced. And that's what we want people to have. That's the experience that our brand is about, is about that true connection with our inner self, and that helps us connect with everybody else around us. And that is only accomplished, only accomplished by quieting the mind, connecting with their intuition, and having it become a reliable and consistent part of us. If you've enjoyed this episode of Brand Voice Runway, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast. The positive reinforcement keeps us going. Who am I kidding? Founders like us keep going regardless. Thanks so much for listening and make tomorrow greater than today.